Okay, everybody, Doug here, solo in the studio, and I wanted to do a quick podcast on Triple Frontier, a 2019 military action film directed by J.C. Chandor, Chandor, who also wrote the screenplay with Max Bull, Mark Bull. Um, that's uh, it played in the theaters for I think one week and is now uh, it's on everybody's Netflix home screen as soon as you turn on your Netflix. Um, this is a, sort of like a, essentially a military heist movie where five former special ops SEALs operators, it's hard to tell exactly what they were, decide to um, go into business for themselves and rob a South American drug lord. Um, it's kind of like um, Ocean's Eleven meets American Sniper. I guess other ways you could put this is like Heat meets Narcos, or Unforgiven meets Sicario. Like somewhere in those intersections, you end up with uh, Triple Frontier. Um, the movie has sort of gotten a lot of buzz online because um, it sort of went through development hell with a, a just a tremendous number of um, actors coming and going from the project over a couple of years, including Channing Tatum, Tom Hanks, Tom Hardy, Will Smith... Johnny Depp, Channing Tatum. I mean, I said him twice, but you get the gist. Like, everybody kind of came and went from this thing uh, before they settled on the final cast. The final cast is headlined by uh, Oscar Isaac and Ben Affleck. Oscar Isaac being Poe Dameron from the new Star Wars movies and Ben Affleck being Ben Affleck, also known as Batman, with a lowercase b. There's also uh, three other guys who play the... Uh, the, the other members of the team um, who I didn't really recognize a ton. And literally once the movie got started and they all got into their combat uniforms, I really kind of couldn't tell them apart. Um, this is essentially a B movie with A minus casting, as I, I think had the way that I would put it. Um, the movie kind of has a good start and I will tell you almost everything good in this movie is all in the first hour as you see the team assembled they're not doing so well in civilian life it's hard for them to adjust they kind of miss shooting people um, and the way that they head down to South America plan and execute the caper is really really the best part of the movie as you could imagine and I'll get back to this sort of issue um, everything starts to fall apart once the heist starts I'm not giving everything away here but uh, they they take too long on the heist, they take too much money, then they just have one problem after another. There are literally no big surprises in this movie, and, and they really kind of telegraph everything to you along the way. Like, you can see what's going to happen in the movie anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes before where it happens, because the the script just kind of contains so much foreshadowing that literally there's not a single surprise in the movie. Um uh, there's some stuff that's a little hard to explain, like these guys are supposed to be the best of the best uh, of our special forces, and yet somehow um, they make a million mistakes at the most critical moments when it's obvious to everyone in the audience that they're making dumb mistakes. Um, the characters also sort of vacillate between being cold-blooded killers and humanists who go out of their way not to harm uh, certain people that they decide that uh, should be protected. Uh, there's a sort of silly scene where they end up sort of trying to protect some villagers and some little kids. It just doesn't really go with the rest of the movie where they're running around the jungle with AR-15s killing everything that moves. Um, the movie kind of suffers uh, from 
just cliche after cliche after cliche. Again, this is really the uh, a takeoff on the one last job movie. Uh, this is you know we've seen just a million movies uh, with this sort of theme, um, and you know they do a lot of stuff you've seen in a million other movies. Um, they were clearly very, very influenced by Sicario, the way a lot of the action scenes are filmed in this. I was kind of like, this was like Sicario uh, 3 in a in a sort of like poor man sense. Um, but again, like for example, if you go to tvtropes.org, uh, they have gone to great pains to just point out, you know, every last cliched thing that this movie contains. It's just one after the other after the other. Um the movie has a decent ending that I won't give away with a small uh, twist at the end to give you a little bit of salvation. Uh, before I get too far down the road uh, kind of poo-pooing this film, I'll flip it over and say I had a good time watching it. I don't think I would have gone to see this in the theater. Um, but, you know, I booted up my Netflix the other day and there it was on the home screen and I watched it in one shot. And it's fun to watch. Like... It's a great Netflix movie. You can see why they didn't really do a big cinematic launch for this. It just doesn't really have the chops to hold its own in the theater against stiff competition. But uh, amidst free fare or, you know, I shouldn't say free, but low-cost fare on your Netflix stream, it holds up very, very well. And I'm sure it's gotten millions of downloads. It's nice to see Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac doing something like this. Um, and Oscar Isaac is really the centerpiece of the whole movie, and he kind of holds the whole thing together. Ben Affleck is sort of the second banana, and the other three guys are all collectively lumped into the other uh, dudes. That's kind of all you can say about them. Um, you know, I had a good time watching it. It's fun. I like action. I like military-style action like this. And it's definitely worth a watch. But, I mean, you could... Uh, I, I suggest you, you go to the TV Tropes page before you watch it after listening to this podcast. And you can just, like, literally get a sense of all the, the cliches that have been thrown in there. Anyway, just a, just a few quick words on Triple Frontier. Uh, you're probably aware of it. Worth a shot if you're home in a rainstorm and need something to watch. Thanks, guys.